Welcome to We'll Take This One, a show about advice columns and columnists by three unqualified friends from the internet. I'm Alex, wine drinker. Hmm. Uh, I'm Amelia, falcon spotter. Our mutual friend was talking today about what they want in a job is to come into Monday morning with a smile on their face. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I cannot imagine. <laughs> I, can I, imagine. I cannot imagine like, feeling feeling that kind of way about work but i don't know i read once that monday morning is the best you ever feel about your job it's the best you ever look is monday morning and it's the best you feel about your job and it's just like a a slow decline throughout the week and then it pops back up monday morning because you're you're feeling optimistic you're feeling good so i can imagine coming in monday morning with a smile on my face i third like a thursday is not as attainable to me Mm. i feel like i feel my best on Fridays because mm. it's the end and some people have already stopped working which means there's less work for me I don't know I I can imagine it's sort of like maybe a first day of school type thing mm-hmm. you definitely always look your best right the first week of school you've got all your outfits oh, totally. picked out that sort of thing um I definitely every every year was a you know like I think even to senior year of high school I had like my outfits planned out for the first week of of school and I totally abandoned it extremely quickly. But <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't have anything interesting to say about drinking wine. I I had like I a Beaujolais which is honestly not not very good. It was just something I opened up with dinner. But I'm it's extremely cold again. It's always so fucking cold and cold in my basement. I'm so cold. But <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing the last week's mentioned Carhartt hat and drinking mm-hmm. a glass of wine in my you know, unfinished, un- unheated basement. So, you know. Oh, I had a great cocktail before this. <gasps> oh, okay. What Tell us have? about that. Have you ever had a paper plane? No. Okay, mm. it was like that, except we ran out of one ingredient. So we used <laughs> something else. So it doesn't have a name, I guess. It's so good. It's a third of an ounce of lemon juice, a third of an ounce of whiskey, a third of an ounce of Aperol, Ooh. And a third of an ounce of Amaro Nonino, which is what we are out of, and we use a different Amaro. That's okay. You that can, very you can nice. swap Amaros around. I haven't had a, a proper cocktail in too long. I do want to draw attention to, I looked up, I guess, in, in the, um, you know, now now disgraced, I mean, that's too strong of a word, a bon appetit. Um, <laughs> the, I'm posting this, the art, the Recipe page for the paper plane cocktail has photography by Peden and Monk. Peden plus Monk. Peden and Monk. Yeah. Peden it's not plus a, Monk. It's not an ampersand. It's a, it's a plus. Plus M U N K. How many mustaches are there between Peden and Monk? I don't know. Four. It seems like there would be a lot. Four. Yeah. Oh, James. I have a good. I have a good photo of Peden and Monk here. <laughs> photo plus directing culinary superstars. Peden plus Monk. Ew. Sign with concrete. Plus clay. <laughs> this is a very oh. 2015 article here. It's, oh. it's your guys, Peden and Monk here. Oh, they're wearing yep. a lot of layers. They got their oh, no mustaches. No, no mustaches. No mustaches. But Conspicuous they, almost. The one looks like he's wanting for mustache. They're a he husband does, and wife team. The, the husband looks a lot like, uh, like Buzzy Cohen from Jeopardy. Uh, to me he does he has that he has that um length of face Mm -hmm. i would say Mm -hmm. and that kind of paleness about him (laughs) but we're not we're uh, so none of us can talk about being pale (laughs) yeah we we spotted peden and monk um 
what what majestic falcon did you spot today? Oh, uh, there. The past two days, <laughs> the there has been a there has been the thing I said. There has been a, a peregrine falcon in my yard, and I do not know where it came from. I do not oh. know why it is in my yard, but I got an extremely good look at it, and it's just uh, hanging out, I guess, and and probably eating birds. Uh, but I haven't seen it. I've yeah. seen it uh, perched atop a pile of um, dead tomato plants, and I saw it mm. perched atop a the snag. Uh, you know, when you take down most of a tree and leave part of a tree uh, I was perched atop a snag in my driveway this morning and uh, it was majestic as hell and I was very excited and uh, have you yeah you've seen the one in my backyard right I have also had a peregrine falcon yeah but not not to like it's weird because like they're they're at this point they're more urban birds than like like country birds mm-hmm. like people who live in in slash's neighborhood are much more likely to see a peregrine falcon than people who live in my neighborhood we just have red-tailed hawks oh, i've never and... seen one you do have it's ra- them it's, it's a it's a new it's York raptorfication bird <laughs> the, uh, i must just know. say um hawks um oh my god what are they red no red, red-tailed hawks I, yes. we, red-tailed, red-tailed hawks, hawks are pretty are... Are they? Are those in cities too? They're pretty big. They're everywhere. Maybe, they're yeah. Know. They live in Mary adaptable. Tyler Moore's apartment. I love that for them. I, I was gonna say, like you know, all of our neighborhoods are affected by raptorfication, and it's <laughs> definitely you know it's something we have to keep an eye on. Yeah. But I, I'm very excited to talk about some advice columns today. So let's do that. Yes. WTTO is not an advice show. It is a show about advice. If you email us asking for advice, we will forward it to one of a thousand podcasts that do that. Also, don't email us advice. Email us advice columns or compliments at willtakethisone at gmail.com. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It truly matters. All right. So this week we have uh, we're taking it back. To, to a older, and I feel like I have to preface this because I didn't sort of realize this when this letter first came to us, is that this is a pre-COVID letter. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> Not only is it pre, pre-lockdown, but it is pre-the existence of COVID-19. That was just like an important thing to bring up about this. Wait, let me check when this, in 2019 this came this out. Is, so, it's uh, February, early, February early. 2019. Okay, definitely, definitely. Okay, so, so Gabrielle, please, please tell us yes. about this letter. So this is a, I guess we're calling it a classic Dear Prudence with Danny Lavery. Help, I'm sick of my boyfriend always being sick. My boyfriend's illness is pushing me to a breakup. I've been dating my boyfriend for about nine months now. He's very caring and supportive and we enjoy spending time together. We've met each other's families and have talked about moving in and getting married in the future. There's one aspect of our relationship that has been consistently bothering me. My boyfriend tends to succumb to symptoms of the common cold, a runny nose, congestion, fatigue, about once a month. His illness usually puts our dating plans on hold for about three to four days while he stays home, sometimes taking off work to get better. I try to be a supportive girlfriend by giving him space to recover, even offering to bring him medicine or relax with him, but he usually prefers to sleep it off. I'm starting to feel frustrated. I feel like he should suck it up and still spend time with me, even if it's just (laughs) lying on the couch. I hate that our relationship is on pause when he's sick. I like to be active, and I feel like he's dragging behind. My love language includes quality time, and I feel like I'm dealing with a 34-year-old child who falls apart when he has a cough. 
My boyfriend also isn't the healthiest. I believe that his tendency to get sick and fatigued is a result of his poor diet and lack of exercise. Mm. Tried to encourage him to make healthier choices and switch up the fast food every day for a veggie stir-fry. Mm. We cook healthy meals together, and I try to lead by example with my own health. His reluctance, his reluctance to take his own health more seriously makes me feel as if he doesn't care about our relationship and our time together. If we continue dating, I would expect him to prioritize his health more so that he's around in the future for me and our potential children. I know he loves me and would do anything for me, but this is hard for him. I'm worried a health scare is the only thing that will make him prioritize health. And I can't imagine spending the rest of my life dealing with a man who can't take care of himself or who can't suck it up when he has the sniffles. I don't want to give him an ultimatum, get healthy or I'm gone, but something needs to change. What should I do? Oh my God. I so I think something that like is just occurring to me now you're reading this letter and that I didn't really pay attention to the first time it came it came across our uh our news desk is that their relationship has only been going for nine months and that they don't live together nine months which is like uh, like you know I think it's I don't have to treat this so gently considering that these are people in their like 30s like myself that mm-hmm. a- anything could be a reason to break up when you've been dating for nine months in your th- 30s right like d- maybe this is not mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they don't even they they don't live together dating for i don't know maybe is, is it wild to, to me to think that dating for nine months in your early 30s and not like even starting to live together is like a little weird i don't know maybe they're more conservative but it just seems kind of like I guess I don't it depends, know. depends on your, on your life. Are. It depends on your job and how much. Yeah, and your goal. Yeah. It, yeah. I I don't find that that weird. How much I time? I think that like a year, a year and a half is is when you start talking about moving in together. Then again, I've you know I'm in my 30s and I've been married for nine years. Um, Who knows what their leases know. are like? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that too. Yeah, it could be like when our leases are up, we will right. consider that. How how much time? Do they spend together? This is a big question for me. Well, clearly like, not 24 hours because sometimes he's well, homesick. Her love language. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a there's a uh, uh, insidious um, conflating here. It, it, this is an insidious conflation, I have to say, of health, capital H, like health lifestyle health, and being being sick versus being well. Yeah. Be- being sick is not mm-hmm. being unhealthy. It is being unhealthed. It is it is like being in poor poor health. <laughs> I have been unhealthed. <laughs> it's not no. it's it's not a, a like having getting colds often I don't think is a is a I don't know. I I don't like the way that that sort of wellness and actual illness or lack of illness is being uh, combined here. It's so it, weird. It it's so weird that she's saying, you know, he needs to prioritize his health, and then she's also criticizing him for resting when he's sick and not right. like coughing up a lung, going on a hike with her, or some nonsense. Right? Has he ever gotten her sick during yeah. these times, or is he, you know, things that we know are responsible: isolating, resting, drinking fluids. These are like. Well, she eats veggie stir fries, (laughs) so I I think that she's doing really well for herself. I I, honestly, I have to say, I hate hate stir fry. I really don't like it. 
it's not good. It, you hate stir I'm not fry? saying like actual. I'm just not a saying technique. like actual stir fried dishes. Yeah, what? Aren't it's just great. a method Wonderful. of cooking. I'm saying like the traditional, what I would describe <laughs> as like middle of the road, like white person in their kitchen cooking broccoli with a soy sauce. Stir fry? Like mm-hmm. I just find it. So like yeah, but that's like bad cooking. And, like of course you don't like bad cooking. It's not good. Yeah, but that's but I I yeah. would think that when you you know what like, I don't like bad when food. you're like oh we're having stir fry for dinner like across homes across this country like I mean I'm I think spoiled that that I think of my bad. dad like uh, getting out the walk. <laughs> okay, in non-walk households. Yeah. <laughs> I just I yeah, I, no, it's, I I hate this lady. Love my my mom very much, but when I hear the phrase veggie stir fry, I think of like the most forgettable meals of my childhood. Just like blah. But harsh. Not not so good. <laughs> I they cook healthy meals together, fine, whatever. I just I think that mm-hmm. going back to the thing I said about like how how much time do they actually spend together, right? I'm trying to do the math of he gets They've been together for nine months. He gets sick for mm-hmm. three to four days once a month. So mm-hmm. four times nine is 36. So that's more than a month of so the nine months they've month. been dating mm-hmm. is not is invalid, right? That they were not actively like seeing each other during that time. And she has been so fresh by that. I I think that is a high percentage of the relationship. So I understand that she is bothered by it, but I don't know. I think that this is definitely in the, okay, so break up. It's fine. Like whatever. (laughs) I don't know. That maybe your like, lifestyles are fine. Like it's fine to break up with people. Like that doesn't yeah, mean yes. that that like you're a failure or that he's a bad person. It also doesn't mean that he's a bad person because he gets a cold once a month. It is weird that he gets a cold once a month, and like maybe he should go to a doctor. Maybe there is something a little bit off about his immune system that he could deal with. But maybe there isn't. Maybe he's just a person who gets sick a lot, and that's fine. And she clearly is not capable of dealing with that. And honestly, like, she kind of seems like someone who wouldn't be super capable of dealing with someone with a more serious health problem, which is a thing that you have to deal with if you ever uh, move in with someone or get married in the future. Or like, how are they going to um, handle kids? They're not going to be healthy all the constantly time. Ill or, right. You know. Their nose dripping all over the place, for sure. I mean, there's definitely a nightmare mm-hmm. scenario here where the timeline works out so that they do move in together uh like right before COVID <laughs> and they lock down and then they can't go out and oh then he's God. like, they're only getting takeout and uh, they can't get their healthy stir fry groceries. I, I can see that um, Gabrielle is in the same place that I am in, in the document. And hi- like I'm, I've highlighted the, the text here. Uh, <laughs> does he, does he eat fast food every day? Every day? Or no like fast him. food. Nobody does that. Is he Morgan Spurlocking it? <laughs> Do we know? Morgan Spurlock can even <laughs> whatever. Is we don't Morgan need to Spurlock. Tear him down right now. I think we all know. <laughs> no, because what I'm saying is I doubt he does. Like I, I doubt that he's eating fast food every day because most people don't and most people aren't. And like this is just something that she's picking at this man. And I don't I j ju- I don't understand what she has invested in this, other than he's very caring and supportive is the nice thing that she says about him, which like so is my couch. <laughs> yes. So like I don't you could just break up with him and like it's fine. Like she seems annoyed and burdened by him. 
and you can just break up with him and that's fine. And you can find someone else who will never get sick and who will never get hurt, whose love language includes quality time, just like yours does. And they'll be really I happy to get I love my love forever. language includes quality time because it's like my love language includes Fucking like, right, having be, being physically present around the person that I'm attracted to. <laughs> Wow. Uh, My love language includes being loved by the person that I... What? Who fucking... Of course it does. Of course it does. I like. I love when people say like my love language includes acts of service, and they mean like someone did a chore in the house. Like yeah, that's yep. Very efficient. Very normal. Like it's fine. <sighs> Your life is fine. Gabrielle, is there anything in the answer that you would like to to talk about or, or examine here? I think no, that they're I pretty mean, on the, think, pretty on the same page. Yeah, I think like the only thing is like. If I were talk to talk to this dude directly, I would say, like, maybe go to a doctor, you know, <laughs> see if there is something mm-hmm. deeper going on. But, like, why isn't she encouraging him to go to the doctor? Like, why does she think it's a moral failure? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was just mm-hmm. thinking about, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about the, I looked up, I guess that there are only, there are five love languages. I thought it's that like it was like a whole thing. bunch of things. Is that it? I'm I'm looking Do at this list. Do people say love language when they mean like the thing that I need in my relationship? Because like I don't know, people are it's, abusing. It's very funny because already terrible. System. Because like a bunch of them are just like normal things. I would say in a words of affirmation, just like saying nice things to your mm-hmm. to your significant other, physical touch, quality time. <laughs> These things make sense. But then one of them is just receiving gifts. I just think that's very funny that, like, (laughs) the other things are things that you, like, do for a person or do with a person. The other one is just, like, stuff that you give. I like that. But I I see acts acts of service is very funny. They should be really, like, giving gifts. They got the the tense of the word wrong, honestly. Mm. Mm. Um, I was just also thinking about moments of truth and service and thinking about lodge 49 um good show gone too soon so oh. um <laughs> but yeah I, I, like i hope i hope that this guy is okay i i hope that he's all right i hope yeah. that he is not you know immunocompromised or something i hope he's not eating fast food every day that that's a lot but i don't think he probably is is sweet grain fast food yeah <laughs> yeah. They they have the they have the the obnoxiously named casual. ones, right? Don't they have the the obnoxiously named salads that are all like celebrities and stuff? Is that right? Yeah, they had Naomi Osaka. Uh, I live in the Midwest. I don't know. Mm. I remember. Well, someone opened up a Midwestern salad bar, and it was like Snickers salad. Well, there's isn't there there's no, there's, there's super you. salad. We had a big salad place and it closed. No, we don't have that. We had a place called Core Life and it closed and I was extremely bummed about it because they had really good tofu in their Ooh. salads and also uh, spicy lemonade, which I enjoyed very much. There's just there's there's two different. One is called Just Salad and one is called Simply Salad. Hale and Hardy. Hmm. Um, tender no. Greens. I've seen that before. There's definitely a sweet green in Chicago. I remember they have they have one of those trendy hexagon tile entrances where it's like spells out words in some kind of affirmation in black tile on the white. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen the like hexagon tile mm, thing. No. That's a big trend. 
I'm familiar with a hexagon as a shape. I'm so That's I'm about so as glad far as I can take you. Knowing that, <laughs> and knowing that that I, I I can rest assured knowing yes. that Amelia knows that the, the hexagon is a shape. Let let's talk about <laughs> art in America. Oh boy! Oh, I'm I'm art. Okay. Uh, so this is a column we have covered before because it's deranged uh, called Hard Truths from Art News. Um, hard Truths. Why am I addicted to buying figurative painting? And this is a column by Chen and Lampert. People who exist, mm-hmm. we think. Um, the question is, I'm addicted to buying figurative paintings. Lately, I've seen a lot of second-rate work flooding the market. Paintings of brooms, pickles, dogs, clowns, and buttholes in dopey, trippy situations. And it concerns me. I got burned collecting process-based abstraction a few years back. The value of my pieces went way up at one point. But today I'm left holding a bunch of dated interior decorations by artists whose names have vanished from auction houses and the collective memory. I'm getting deja vu. Will the market collapse on me a second time? Yes, that's what it does. Will it? (laughs) That's the thing that it does. It's important to note that this came out in May 2021. So like we are full into like just like fucking like NFTs Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. Uh, I don't understand how you get addicted to buying figurative painting in May 2021. The Where subject line gives that? so much more. I mean, there's there's <laughs> the tossed off. I know that, that we just we let you read this and we didn't interrupt. But I just want to I'm going to repeat this. <laughs> Lately, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot Go of second rate work flooding the market. Hard pause. Paintings of brooms, pickles, dogs. Clowns and buttholes in dopey, trippy situations. <laughs> Hard pause. And it concerns me. You made me. me read this letter. You made specifically <sighs> me read this letter so that I would have to say the phrase buttholes in dopey, trippy situations. <laughs> and then you had to go and say it yourself. Have we all seen that episode of Bob's Burger? Of <laughs> <gasps> the painting of the butts, yes. Butts, butts, beautiful butts, butts, butts. Let's talk. Yeah. So figurative paintings, right? What are famous right. figurative paintings? Mm-hmm. So I don't, it's re- I, don't, it's, it, I don't know what fig- it's representational. So it's like a, a painting of an actual thing. That's what I thought. It's just like a painting of a thing, right? So this is a real <laughs> butthole, right? That's what that would mean. Ugh. It's an actual painting of who does. F- I don't know. Are there? Are there? What? What artist paint? paint? I don't want to Google this. I'm on a personal computer. I'm on the basement computer. No one will know. But is there a famous butthole painter? Not painter of but. I mean, yes. In the way oh, that I Thomas Kincaid that. is a painter of light, I would a painter of butthole. Figurative doesn't mean literal, though. <laughs> but I think it yeah. does in painting. Okay. I guess. Yeah. What because is it's, figurative it, it, art? It's in uh, contrast to abstract. Any... Right. Any form of modern art that retains strong references to the real world and particularly to the human figure, according to uh, the Tate. Pickles. And then it has a picture of a Pablo Picasso painting. This, to me, does not look like figurative art. Because realism is also a thing. Picasso isn't abstract either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not. And modern figurative art can be seen as distinct from modern realism, and that figurative art uses modern idioms. While modern realists, <laughs> we are struggling Oops. here. While modern realists work in styles predating post-impressionism, we're, we're, we're the more bad art or hosts. Less. We don't. We don't know art. Um, 
So, okay, I, I mean, Picasso is is the great exemplar of modern figurative painting, and Giacometti is the great figurative yeah, because Picasso, uh, Francis Bacon, Lucian Lucian Freud. We've talked about Lucian Freud before for some reason. <laughs> Picasso All painted like I don't remember why. Painted actual like people who were in front of him, right? Like you know, right. with with certainly like what you would call artistic license, right? He like moved the nose around and stuff, but it was right. always like of something. <laughs> Um, he was always moving those noses yeah like it's it's of something and it's it's a recognizable human form like and then it sort of takes off from there so like that's what it's it's a it's a a butthole in a dopey trippy situation it's not simply a butthole if it were a butthole then it would just be modern (laughs) realism but it's a butthole doing something wacky so it's it's i love that the word situations (laughs) dopey trippy situations (laughs) The but the butthole has a tab of acid like attached to it, strip. and it's just it's going it's 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 going in. I got burned collecting process based abstraction because that just set mm-hmm. of words completely separate from art. It just it it captures my imagination to get burned collecting process based abstraction. It, it sounds like like a thought that like what? Dr. Manhattan would have, like somebody who had moved on <laughs> from the reality of existence and was bored by these little people. They, they got burned collecting process based abstraction, just like we all do. Just like, you know, you know, Jim at the factory, he, he, he ended up getting burned collecting process based abstraction. <laughs> You know, <laughs> happens to everybody. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, and the workers' comp didn't even pay out. Yeah, you need Aflac for process-based abstraction burns. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know very much about art. I like going to art museums. I don't retain a lot of the information, and I am certain that I'm embarrassing myself. But process-based art-based art is neat. But also, like, I don't need to have it in my mm-hmm. house. Like, that's not what it's for. Is what is as far as I can tell. Like I saw a really cool painting that was done by this guy who like dumped the art or <laughs> dumped the he dumped the art right on the canvas. He dumped uh like really thick paints, like thickened paint, like that he'd mix with cement onto a canvas, and then he like blew mm-hmm. a leaf blower at it. So it looked extremely cool. But I was like, I this is cool to look at and to think about the process of doing that. But like, do I need that in my home? I do not. I do not need to collect that. And I know the point of collecting art isn't necessarily to display it, but you know, because it's a market. I'm really, I'm really, um, this is just, a, this is one of those episodes for me. Um, I bought, mm-hmm. I bought a painting this week. It's going to be here on Friday. I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's a painting of sheep, um, on a beach or like on the little, pa- what is there a word for a little path to a beach? It's such a like common scene, but it's like that specific thing where it's the dude and there's the little path of the sign and like, you know, that just over that hill is the beach. Yeah. It's like something uh, as a longtime Jersey Shore goer, I have like a lot of, you know, experience (laughs) and uh, affection for, but I got a painting of some sheep because my, I don't remember if I talked about this on this, on the show before, but that like my um, great, great 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 grandfather was like a big sort of big deal painter and i just try to like find when they show up on ebay and i I buy them because it's like i like having paintings in my house i I really like this is the worst for me i'm just like inviting a lot of 
ridiculousness onto myself, but these are just paintings of sheep. These are <laughs> these are figurative paintings. These are paintings of sheep, and I like them, and I put them in my house, and then my child counts how many sheep are in the picture and usually is off by one or two. Um, they like to count one, two, three, six. <laughs> they're getting there. A lot, but they're, they're pretty good at it. If you ask them to do it Start again, they typically counting. get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is, but these are things that I think we went to the last time we did a art news column. It was criticizing the brother for NFT purchases, wasn't it? Or for that's, like that's fair game. Yes, right. And that mm-hmm. I think we we thought in that when we spoke about that we spoke about how it's like please just buy pictures that you like and look at them and put them in your house, please. And I, I think that that yeah. comes to here too. This like they, um, this person has some just great brutal burns, not process based attraction burns. But I'm left holding a bunch of dated interior decorations, like the 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 just like um, art as an investment piece is trash. Yes, but how it's so it's dripping, yeah. it's dripping with condescension. And just like vitriol for these pieces that as as soon as they are not worth as much money as they were paid for, they become dated interior decorations. And just how about yeah. free free yourself from the market. And if you like art, buy art you like, please. I beg you. Yeah. It's fine to decide that you don't like something that you used to like. Uh, we've all we've all done that for various reasons with various things, and and it's fine to move on. But like you have to at some point you need to understand this is a pattern with you, and you're spending a lot of money on these things, and you're gonna end up with the the buttholes, and you're not gonna be happy with them. So like think really hard about you in ten years. Are you gonna like this butthole painting? Are you gonna like the 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 pickle? painting i would love a pickle painting mm-hmm. personally i would love a dog and a pickle if together that would be to great me toward a pickle as i'm a, a uh, noted like fan of dachshunds if you have a picture of a, of a dachshund with a pickle I they look kind of similar say. that's really nice maybe riding a that broom because it's halloween I would love put that. it all okay. together you could commission that someone commission that for us <laughs> no what we should get we need it we yes. need a sequel to um our was it a cool? Did we have a cool? We had a cool uh, groundhog. We had we had sexy the teen groundhog. Oh God, I drew a I drew a cool cool groundhog. So cool teen groundhog. Could you? Yes. Could we? Could uh, we mint? Oh. <laughs> could could we mint a? Um, <laughs> uh, could could we commission Amelia to, for you to to mint us a? Um, how many of these things do we need? How about we say you have to oh brooms, pickles, dogs, clowns, buttholes, pick three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can I can do that. I don't have to be at work until like one o'clock are tomorrow. Back in fashion, so though, I can so. I can do something. It's no longer I, cool. I'm not gonna draw a clown. I'm gonna tell you that right off the bat. Uh, I don't. I'm not good at people or people shaped things. I'm not very good at anything. No. Uh, but I feel feel better about brooms, pickles, and dogs. You're good at you got it. Good enough. at spotting birds, and you're good at co-hosting this podcast that has been going on for somehow <laughs> somehow more than a year with interest and start so we appreciate um this thing that we started wow let's talk about the answer but i think because there's some here it's a little tortured but so is you know so is the letter writer yeah the answer the answer is like well y- you didn't do good on the uh 
it, what it refers to as splotchy crap distraction. <laughs> um, you have a Harsh. gambler's spirit, and you're just you're trying. <laughs> and the, we are purposefully misquoting Leonard the subject Cohen. of the first letter it, is suffering from say. splotchy crap distraction. That's what's that's what's uh, making them post up every <laughs> every month. Yeah, and they're like. You clearly want to buy art as an investment, which is a risk, um, but maybe that's what's fun about it for you. And why not embrace your love of risk? You may get stuck with clown butthole paintings and tie-dyed bedsheets, but they will forever be cherished mementos of the thrills you had losing your shirt, which must be nice for some people right, yeah. to be able to just Take have a, a bunch of shit that they can point to in their house and be like, this is a bunch of money I lost. And their guests will be like, wow. You're and so at this brave. Point, why is it even art uh, that they're buying, right? Like, if it's truly, if it's yeah. something that they at this are just point, tired of, buy drugs is my advice. Solid. <laughs> I mean, then you can put yourself in dopey, trippy situations, and maybe you'll maybe find the, yourself maybe looking you'll at that. The just cut out the middle exactly. Down. You'll you'll find yourself staring <laughs> deeply at that pickle broom clown dog. And you'll say, I love you, Pickle Broom mm-hmm. Clown Talk. <laughs> You're the only one who understands me. I love that for him. For them? I don't know. I love that for, for them. Letter writer, for LW. Beautiful. I've tried I've tried mm-hmm. to get LW going, and it's hard to say. It is. W is the worst letter. Yeah, letter writer is easy to w say. W is the worst letter. Yeah. Well, quick, quick takes on worst, worst letters. Amelia, what, what do you think the worst letter is? Uh, I would say W. It's too hard. Or uh, N, because mm. everyone thinks it's M. It's hard to say over the phone. I have to spell things over the phone a lot and have people spell things over the phone to me. Don't care for an N. Hmm. I think, uh, top top of my head, I, I think that, uh, <laughs> what do I think is the worst letter? I, I think any any oh, two letters that get confused. I think K might be the worst letter. Why, um, do you think be- it's redundant? Oh, no, yeah, I Yeah, I think it's redundant. Okay, and not Mm-mm. C. Yeah, I like I like I mean A B C a winning combination. You're not gonna get rid of that. K is down there in the in the dregs. I mean, but with a K, you know where you stand. A C can be any number of things. A C is squashy. A K is sturdy and uh, rigorous. Yes. Hmm. Have you have, so, have, have uh, this is what I will end with and completely unrelated to the letter, but I had. I've had this experience where, you know, I have a have a, a toddler. People talk to me about toddler stuff. There's like people just constantly accost me. Like this happens all, just all the time. Do, have you heard the new Alphabet song? Do you know the new ABC song? It's so screwed up. Okay, so I guess Excuse there's like me? there's Excuse one me? particular recording or interpretation of a of ABC. They put an extra and near the end so that there aren't so many letters in a row to make it. It's still Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. It's still the same tune, but it's now I fucking I can't even remember it because it doesn't stick in my head at all. That's already what it is. But like, uh, uh, God, I'm going to have to put a fucking. Well, I, I grew up saying Zed, which is a, a dumb thing. I, I It doesn't even rhyme. Why do you do the song if it doesn't rhyme? It doesn't make sense to me. But new ABC song. New alphabet song. The internet doesn't seem to like this new alphabet song. I'm going to find here. Oh, God, I hate. I, I really, I make it new a point math. to not click on headlines that are like, the internet does this. I mean, the internet doesn't do it. Okay. Take on the alphabet song, and it has no. upset quite a 
people online. So everything is normal. People have too much time. Okay. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T. That's what it's the LMNOP has been split up. That's what I wasn't. Yeah, so it splits up the LMNOP into its component parts, which I just don't. Yeah, the internet doesn't seem to like it. What what can I tell you? I don't know. What can I tell you? The internet doesn't seem to like it. (laughs) There's a book called called LMNOP. about a small town that, like, I don't remember. It has, like, a tie to the alphabet song, I think. Like, the person who first did the thing, whatever. The town loves the alphabet. He, it loves it very much. But then the letters start to fall off the uh, statue that they have erected of this person. Uh, and once the letter falls off, you're not allowed to use that letter anymore in the town um, or in the book. So it just the the vocabulary that you're allowed to use gets smaller and smaller. It's a delightful book, uh, LMNOP by Mark Dunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a it's like Avoid, except that the, it's not a it's not as good as Avoid because very few books are, and b the, there's also by the end there, you can use only use like three letters. It's very entertaining. Good book. Uh, bad <laughs> song. Okay. I don't like it. Thumbs down. I'm glad. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> I, worst worst letter is the one that you hear in the the bad song. Um, Chen and Lampert mm-hmm. are not Peden and Monk. They're distinct people. I would believe it if they were the same. <laughs> Those people look like they would write this this column. We are purposely misquoting Leonard Cohen. I I can't even get into this. I don't I don't know enough about Leonard Cohen. But mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the illustration that we're going to get out of you of of our oh, our pickle dog. Right. Um. Good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, <Hey>. everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.